Okay, so this is a redo of a podcast we've already recorded, only it wasn't useful, and I didn't think it would it would be useful to the audience, and I don't think it would be useful to artists who might be listening. And so here we are again, even though you don't know how it went down the first time. <laughs> we wanted to talk about advertising, but... What I what I realized, Jan, is that we weren't talking about advertising as much as we were talking about merchandising, marketing, and promotion. And then I realized, wait a minute, these are all different things that had been grouped under advertising. And so I wanted to kind of break down the differences between them in this in this redux version of the episode. And I also wanted to kind of talk about what is most useful for artists who don't have corporate backing because that is a huge chunk of our audience and kind of offer up tips and ideas sort of at the end here with what various artists might be able to pull off what do you think yeah also uh since you kind of skipped it hi audience good to hear be with you today (laughs) yeah uh this is we're, we're kind of back to form for a little bit because I think the last three episodes were just kind of afflicted by the sheer terror of what's happening with the White House. But we're not going to talk about that on this episode. <laughs> and uh, now we're going to kind of go back to form for a little bit. Uh, OK, so the last episode or well, the last attempt to do, to do this particular episode, we started off talking about some observations we made when we subscribed to the Disney Hulu uh, package. Do you remember that? Yes, uh, specifically Hulu, since that's the one that shows advertisements. Right. So we had subscribed to that. We have since unsubscribed from that uh, because we got bored with it. But um, I noticed that I was, well, we both kind of noticed that we were getting, I was getting a lot of ads for whiskey because it was under my name, whereas Months earlier, when it was under your name, you were getting ads for diapers. Yes. And we were like, what the hell is going on here? Why am I getting ads for whiskey when, let's face it, I don't really drink whiskey. And when I do, it's the cheapest stuff we can get because we're just mixing them into hot toddies. And so there's nothing, and I don't even buy them myself, so there's nothing on my my debit or credit card uh, accounts that says I shopped at a a liquor store because whenever we go to get wine, you always go go into the store and I wait for you in the car. And so it's like, why am I getting whiskey? Yes. Why are you getting diapers? We don't have kids. We've never had kids. We've never shopped for kids. When I shop for my nephews, I don't buy them kids stuff. Yeah. I, I, I bought Madison... What remember that uh, I found out he was into physics and science and stuff like that, and so I ended up sending him uh, a legal sized portion of uh, what was it? Uh, oh, it's something like plutonium. It wasn't plutonium. Plutonium was illegal, uh, but yeah. it, it was um, something. It'll come to me. Potentially dangerous. But it wasn't dangerous though, it was, except it, like in a small enough portion that it's actually just used for. I don't know, navigation or something. I don't remember. It was, um, size. Yeah, I don't remember. It was so many years ago, but, um, I think it it was was last year. No, it wasn't. Oh, it was two years ago? 2015. Really? 
Really? Yeah, it was a long time ago. Huh. But um, it was it was it's a naturally recurring stone that has uh, radiation. Uh, radioactive properties. Radioactive properties, uh, and. It came with a, a noticing that it was illegal to mine it, so you couldn't dig into it. Um, anyway, it was a long time ago. I don't remember it, but I tend to not. I, the, kid, the, the, the information here is there was nothing out there to tell Hulu that either one of us were into the shit they were advertising. Yeah, and I have purchased things for baby showers and stuff but i typically just get books um definitely have never purchased diapers or anything like that however um so ultimately this long rambling thing about our shopping habits what it's saying is um as a male in his 30s they assume that eric wants is interested in whiskey as a woman in her 30s they assume that i am interested in babies neither of which is true and you actually mentioned that uh you reached out to a friend who's in his 20s who uh gets advertisements for things like gaming consoles yeah so yeah that was essentially what inspired this episode. Um, the way that advertisers are targeting us and not 100% getting it right. I remember what I got, Madison, that year. A legal size cut of uranium ore. Right, yeah. And it was voted by Madison as like one of the coolest gifts he's ever received. <laughs> and of course, it's completely useless to unless you work in academia as in sort of the sciences but uh anyway i I thought that was a a cool uncle moment i don't don't have a lot of them but that's a solid one yeah and i mean it's the kind of thing that a nerdy teenage boy will enjoy getting (laughs) yeah um but yeah so that I don't. I, how do you? So that 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 that's the inspiration. I, I mean, I think that we don't need to go into how we feel about that because there's so much dialogue already about what big data is doing in terms of sending us ads um, on Facebook and all that. So I'm more interested in how do you. How do you advertise? How do you promote? How do you market? How do you merchandise as an independent artist without corporate backing? Yes. Because and so much of the normal sorry, so much of the normality is rooted in having a budget for all this stuff. Yes, and there are numerous things that you can do on your own. You can promote your your work, um you can do um, social media on your own. You can do PR on your own without um, having a huge budget so long as you're willing to put in the legwork. But advertising usually signifies that you're paying for exposure. And so that's something that is a little bit harder to do um, if you're a starving artist. In fact, if you're a starving artist, it's probably impossible to do. But 
if you are um, an artist with a small budget, you might be able to pull it off if well, that's something you're interested in. Let's say you are an in. artist and you have a credit card and you want to use a, a portion of that credit card to promote something. When is it a good idea or not a good idea? And and basically, this is where experience comes in because I've done some level of social media advertising uh, over the past 15 years uh, that it's become popular, uh, but it's never amounted to anything. So it's actually really important to, for me to say that although I'm willing to talk about it as an option, I don't, I've never personally gained from buying spots ever on YouTube, Facebook. Well, those are the really the only two I've ever done, but yeah. And to be honest, it's, almost as bad as um, kind of doing a one-line post with a link, which is something I'm, I'm going to talk about later. But um, as, as some of you know, when you, when you see somebody who's just posted a link, most of the time we'll skip over it, right? Maybe we'll like it if it's somebody that we want to acknowledge. But the algorithm in a lot of these websites actually know when you're just posting a link with one line and it'll flag it as spam and often not show it. And a lot of, a lot of my experience with advertising is, is sort of the same results as just posting a link. And so what I want to discuss is ways to sort of quote unquote advertise, but it's more just promote yourself, your work and what it is you're producing without having to buy spots, without having to run the risk of it being ignored, without having the algorithm block it from other people's feeds. And so I've, I've drawn from not only my own experience, but tips that other filmmakers and other artists have verified actually work. And of course, you know, a lot of it is rooted in supporting other artists. And I know that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I know it's, it's not, it goes against the grain of a lot of creators, especially filmmakers, because filmmakers are generally not a supportive lot. Um, but one of the, one of the biggest eras of my life in terms of building a network happened when we were volunteering our video services at the Anthology Film Archives. Remember our new filmmaker profiles? Yes, I do. The filmmaker profile series that we did for about two years. We were just producing filmmaker profiles of every filmmaker who was coming through the new filmmaker series at the Anthology Film Archives, and we'd put those up on the new filmmakers YouTube channel. There was no money exchange for any of that, but we ended up building a huge network, and and I was able to gain following. I was able to follow others whom I really love their work, and although that tapered off when I went back to school, that's a great example of sort of how supporting other artists can help you and help your projects gain exposure and sort of widen your audience. Um, and of course, this is applicable to all arts. And, um, you know, I, I was going over different uh, 
sort of social media profiles of various artists who also engage in this and they're looking at the tips that they suggest for promoting one's work uh, and this youtuber named Jay Horton who I am subscribed to had this was he had a list of tips for how to promote how to promote your films right almost everything is rooted in supporting others so the social media strategy is rooting in supporting others uh, too many artists are too into themselves that's a fact that's something that's verifiable. I can tell you that that's, that is, I am almost like that, except I have to fight not to be like that. Um, but regardless of whether they support you, you should always support them because other people will notice down the road. And this is something also a lot of uh, authors on Twitter have figured out. That's why I don't, I, I mean, you're not an active Twitter person, but I've noticed that occasionally under the hashtag writing community, uh, independent authors will often put, will do these what's called a writer's lift. And that's a hashtag as well, hashtag writer's lift, where if you share your links with that hashtag, share your links, your art, your blog, uh, other writers who are engaging in that writer's lift will follow you, will share your work, will um, share your blog and of course, you're expected to follow back and share their stuff, but it's just one way of sort of building that camaraderie amongst your peers, uh, which is desperately missing in the 21st century. Yes. Um, and while that uh, isn't, does, definitely does not fall under traditional advertising. Um, well, it's promotion. Yes, it's promotion. And it's also just being a nice, decent person. Um also, on a slightly more cynical note, it's networking. You're networking with your peers so that then they will promote you and um, you can build the connections that you need to succeed. But going back to what you said before about how advertising didn't really work for you, I think that part of the issue is that advertising doesn't work in a vacuum. It needs to be part of a much bigger marketing strategy. Hmm. Um, so it needs to be part of also having a strong digital presence. So you can um, create as many banner ads as you want, but if you don't have a decent website for people to go to, then it's pointless. Um, also, another thing that uh, can potentially be useful for um, people who have small budgets is boosting posts. Uh, that essentially means that you are um, that you are paying to have your post shown to more people than it otherwise would be shown to, and it can be a great way to build followers um, if. You're relatively early in the game, and uh, you're just trying to create more of a presence. However, for that to actually work, you do still have to put the work and the effort into having a really strong social presence so that those followers that you potentially get from 
the boosted post will actually stay and continue following you. You have to continue doing things like engaging with them, um, giving them content that they find valuable, etc. Also doing that sort of thing uh, just because of how uh how much data these comp- uh many of the social companies have um you can potentially uh do a better job reaching um specific target audiences than a company like Hulu might get which has our general demographic information but um do- isn't necessarily tracking every single thing that we're doing online right um, I also like. I would recommend that rather than when you're when you're building out, you know, your strategy for you know what what will you write in these posts? What will you cho- what information will you choose to include? I would say avoid talking at people, and try communicating with them. Don't speak at them. Create a dialogue with the audience that you want, and. You know, this this goes back sort of to the social media algorithm flagging how I mentioned before, how they'll flag posts that aren't engaging or being engaged. So if you just write, here's my here's a trailer to my new film, which I am guilty of time and time again, uh, and then I just include a URL, most people won't see it uh, because the algorithm flags it as spam. Yeah, I mean... So so the idea is to serve the algorithm, right, by uh, creating language that engages... So I, I wrote down some, um, some well, words Well, if I here. might butt in, it's not necessarily even engaging the algorithm. It's also just... It's working the algorithm, but well, engaging... Well, it's working the... the algorithm, but engaging human beings. So if you see something saying, buy my product, it's good... You're just going to think the person who posted it is an obnoxious douchebag. Whereas if you see something saying, hey, I just spent the last five months trying to create this awesome thing and I think I finally got there. Whoopee. If you want to learn more about my process, check it out then you're going to be much more interested in engaging. Well, that's, because... that's, what, that's what I was going to say, Jan, is if you start a post with an engagement, you're already hooking them in, right? So, hey, you know, it's just like you said, I spent the last year slaving over this thing, and I'm finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Here's what that is. But that's not where it ends. Where it, what you should always do is have a call to action should always end it with a call to action and it it's not and here's where you got to kind of give it get inventive because the call to action would typically be click on the link but click on the link is a red flaggy sentence for a lot of algorithms so so you got to find a way to say say that without being red flagged so what's some other language you could use you could say Learn more. Learn more. Or here's a little bit about that experience. Um, or 
feel, here, relive some of that experience with me. Uh, you'll learn something. You know, you, you could find it depending on what it is. I'm trying to generalize it because we don't just have filmmakers who listen. Yes. Um, it could, honestly, it's really just about getting creative and doing something that makes sense that doesn't make you come across as pushy. Because while, yes, you have to appeal to the algorithm, ultimately you do have to appeal to human beings. And that's ultimately what it's about. And that's actually one of the potential benefits of having um, social media, um, marketing, promotion, etc. over advertising. Because in advertising, it is harder to make that connection with people, to be less promotional. When I see advertisements for diapers, I'm not thinking, oh, they're trying to connect with me. They understand what I'm dealing with as someone who's never raised kids and who's barely even babysat. Um, I see, hey, they're trying to get me to buy something. So it's approaching it from a different angle. And that's not to say that Approaching that advertising is bad. Advertising can be val- very valuable um, depending on how you approach it. It can be useful if you're using it, if you've already built everything else and you're just trying to take that next little step to get a broader following. But you just have to make sure that what you're doing makes sense for who you are. Um, that you're, A, reaching the right audience, which um, you might not always get that right on social media. I'm sure that everyone listening has been pushed numerous ads for things that they have zero interest in or that are completely um, not relevant to their lives. But it is trying to find out, okay, who does it make sense for me to push this to? Um, And then going with those people, it's saying and asking the question, hey, based on the product or service I offer, does it make sense for me to actually invest my money here? Will this actually um, increase uh, knowledge of what I'm doing? Um, Will this help me get business Um, since... Uh, most people listening to this probably are hoping to monetize whatever they're creating. Yeah. Um, it's a big one. And it's it's just trying to figure out what makes sense. So, yeah, you might want to go and uh, ask Kim Kardashian to post something about your product. Um But A, you probably can't afford it. And B, it's not necessarily going to get to the right audience. You might be better off going with something smaller, a micro-influencer with, say, 500 to 1,000 followers who posts content that's really relevant to what you're doing and um, either investing your money and asking them to post about what you're doing or... um, even if you have products, just sending them a sample. Um, 
samples are good since uh, there are a lot of people out there, bloggers, um, influencers, etc., who won't even take paid things. They'll only um, write about things if they receive a sample of it. Um, and Man, is YouTube so full of people like that, too. Yeah. A lot of the reviews for various, I you know, things, I guess, that I'm interested in. Yeah, be because that way like they that. can kind of maintain their integrity. They can say, hey, yes, I received a sample of this, but this is what I actually think. Whereas if it's a full-on ad, then it's a little bit less trustworthy. Can we go back to, uh, let's go back to um, sort of the dot, the communication with followers and potential audience right so let's say you've done this you're building your audience it's it's really important that if they comment provided it's a reasonable comment and not like spammy or 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 just straight up negative that you respond to comments and i i, I see so many younger artists or artists who are kind of new at this they're ignoring their comment section I mean, I've seen it in so many, with so many people who really just, they're, and they're getting good questions. They're, they, they might be getting good feedback, and they're just ignoring their whole comment section, especially on YouTube and Facebook. Yeah. And the it's reason fun. that these platforms are called social networks is they're supposed to be networks. <laughs> supposed to be back and forth. Not yeah. Oh, uh, I'm getting all these comments, and I and 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 the general thinking for people who don't understand it is, they they, th I think there's this idea that by being accessible, by being somebody who doesn't respond, there's they see themselves as bigger, and more out of reach. Yes, but the fact is that people don't want to support people who are out of reach. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're, I don't know, the Queen of England, then yeah, you're going to be out of reach. People get that. And they don't expect um, responses. But if you are, um, if you are someone smaller, someone who is trying to build up their presence, who's trying to get the word out about what they're doing, then... All that responding will do is strengthen your network and make you more influential and most likely help you retain followers. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are so many people out there who just post yada, yada, yada about myself, yada, yada, yada about myself. And they might be able to rack up decent sized followings, but it's not just having the following. It's having people who are actually passionate about what you're doing and engaged with what you're doing. And that's going to be the people, the people who could become that are the people who are commenting. And they're more likely to take that next step into being an active supporter if you're actually engaging with them. Honestly, I'd rather have 50 engaged active supporters than 100 followers who aren't interacting with me. Yeah, and everyone should feel like that. And honestly, I don't understand why 
more people aren't like that because it's just so much I actively filter out sock puppets from Twitter. Like, it's become a thing, too, where, like, I'll have accounts following me, but I'm unable to verify they're legit because they'll either be following a thousand people and only have two followers or they're or most of them have just formed their account in the last day. And so what I'll do is I'll do like a reverse search on their profile and I'll I could verify very easily if it's a sock puppet and I'll just remove it. Like I don't allow them to follow me. I, I like that term sock puppet. <laughs> it's an old term uh, from the from the days when when forums were bigger than they are now. Ah. Is that your phone? Yeah, that's my phone. Sorry about that. Um, also, actually, forums can be good places to engage with people as well. Because, again, the thing that's important, and I realize it's weird talking about uh, the importance of engagement um, in a podcast that's supposedly about advertising, which um, we haven't talked about that much. But forums are ultimately places where you can really engage with people rather than just blasting out your own thing. Yeah. And you can not only talk with other people, but you can ask questions. You can ask for advice, which if you're trying to build a business or a presence or a career can be really valuable. I honestly wish we had done more of that when we were younger and just starting out. Yeah. Well, we didn't really know. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't have the... We honestly didn't have the... I talked about this in some of my earliest episodes. We didn't have the mentorship. Yeah. We. I mean... The my my biggest failure is in life are rooted in failures in life are rooted in the lack of mentorship because mm-hmm. it's not that I'd never wanted to su- to succeed young, it's just that I wasn't told how. Yeah, and I think that's also a big part of why you want to do this now. Um, yeah, because you don't want other people to be out there and wondering, hey, what do I do next? I want to create something, but I don't know how to go about it it. and what to do with it once I have it and all of that. I I mean, I'm hoping that over the course of time that this podcast can become an asset to people who really need that information. Because I don't know what else to do other than say, hey, here's my experience and thoughts um, and maybe in 10 years, none of it will be applicable because we don't know what will come, right? But for now, it's very applicable. And uh, it really, it's just about engaging. And um, I know it's hard. Sometimes people can be tough. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it takes the most a lot of person. work. Uh, you know, I've had having trouble networking, not, not because people don't want to network with me. I just find it really hard. Yeah, it's and I'm the so exact difficult. same way. And so it really takes a conscious, concerted effort. You're going to have to put energy in it. But honestly, it's better than putting energy putting re, putting energy into networking. It's better than putting financial resources into advertising that may or may not work. It most likely won't work. Yeah. 
It might work down the line. Yeah. <laughs> We're a little uh, on different speeds here. Um, well, I mean, you have to you have to have a budget to reach a huge number of people for it to even work. Yeah, well, I mean, that's it's, really it's a numbers game, and when it becomes a numbers game, it doesn't work for people who are just starting out. Yeah, well, I think that like some of the things I mentioned, um, things like. Uh, boosting posts and things like that or uh trying to engage with micro influencers etc those post boosting that's good for followers but it's not good for finding the followers who will engage you because i've done that too hmm. i don't know I, I i feel like all right so a certain someone whose name i will not mention boosts posts all the time and while they build their this person build, builds their followerships doing it they don't necessarily build the audience for their core output their yeah. media person and i think there's a difference between building followers on a, a social media website versus building an audience on your core output so if his output is uh, a media of some kind or if that person's output is an art form of some kind that's all that matters. And if you're not building that audience, then it doesn't matter how many followers you have on Twitter. Yeah, well, I think the idea is that um, having followers can then push people to uh, to your um, media or artistic output. Because as they continue to engage with you, then they get curious and start following links and viewing what you've done. Mm. Um, and I have, granted, um, I've primarily worked, worked with large brands with enormous budgets, um, but I have seen boosting posts work for these brands to help them um, build followers when they're still uh, in an early stage of social media and trying to build their presence. Um, that is slightly different since most of the people listening to this will be individuals uh, rather than brands. But ultimately, I think it is does come back to you have to have the core thing there. You have to have the website for them to go to. You have to have the good social presence um, for them to follow, which I don't think you had at that time when you did that. I've had a good social presence off and on. Um, I haven't been proactive about maintaining a constant social media because I get exacerbated by it. I know. So for those of you who don't know, I, I tend to shut down my social media a lot. <laughs> And then reboot it. Yeah, which incidentally, that, that's bad. You should not do that. <laughs> Anyone trying to build your presence out there. Consistency. Consistency yeah. is good. Learn from my mistakes. Just <laughs> yes. take a break from it, but don't shut it down. Yeah. And honestly, I think that when you are doing it, quality is much more important than quantity. Yes. So, yeah, you... Don't, like, drop off for a year. But even if you do drop off for a year, um, most people aren't going to actively unfollow you. And so actually, you know what's interesting you... is I, I, I don't re- – I, oh, I think it was Instagram. I remember Instagram 
saying, a user you're following just posted for the first time in six months. Here's what they posted. <laughs> they really? do that. Yeah, it's really interesting. So even if you take a break, it actually might work in your favor. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, just focus on quality. Focus on having a good core solid output. and Be accessible, be engaging. Yeah, and... If you have that, then doing things like boosting um, a couple of posts might work. But there's no guarantees. Don't, so, don't root your strategy in boosting. Yeah. Your strategy should be always be rooted in having good content. Yeah. Um, if you do think that you need um, that extra boost, though, it might be worth looking into it. It might not. It depends on who you are and what you're doing and how big your budget is. And um, ultimately, whether you think it can help you. If you are someone who um, maybe is trying to build your presence and doesn't necessarily have a big network of friends and family that you can initially connect with, um. It might make sense, or it might not. It depends, unfortunately. Um, I wish that I could sit down with all of you and give you individualized advice, but I can't. Although you're more than welcome to reach out and see if yes, I have out. time. I've been trying to get more people to reach out, but I don't get enough. I don't get yeah. enough uh, good reach outs. And so please reach out to us, and we will look into... If we, if our direct experiences can't answer your questions, we'll look into it. We got a, a, a relatively good network of people who have a, a variety of experiences across a variety of mediums and ambitions. And so uh, we will actively ob try to obtain the best answers we can. Uh, but you got to reach out to us in order to do that. So my website, www.ericnorcross.com, is a great way to do that. I'm also on social media. Uh, usually as Eric Norcross or the Eric Norcross podcast. Um, yeah. I, and yeah. if you want to reach out to me, just reach out to Eric because that'll be easier. Yeah. And say you want to talk she to me. He doesn't want a public life. But, um, you know, it's, I'm going to wrap this up because I, I feel like we got the info out there. Let's go back to Hulu for a sec. Okay. Look, I might be 39 but it doesn't mean I'm going to buy Jim Beam or Jack Daniels because you're showing it to me. If you show me either of those, I'm almost always going to pick up a, a bottle of Jameson. Why? Because I genuinely like Jameson whiskey. The only reason I don't always buy Jameson whiskey is because it's expensive. And so, I don't know. I just, I really hate the fact that because I'm 39, I'm getting ads for whiskey. And, uh, Hey, at least they're much more fun than ads for diapers. That's true. I don't mind the ads for whiskey. They're relatively entertaining. I guess, I guess. If we have to watch ads, we might as well watch those. Well, we don't have to. We could always upgrade our account. We could. But or we gonna. could just take a break from it, which is what we're doing now. Yes, that's true. Yeah. There are uh, so many different platforms out there. Yeah. You can just go with whatever you want. I'm, I'm a fan of Prime and HBO Max. Yes, I like those too as well. And this is not paid. <laughs> this is not paid advertising. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, also, uh, I've been enjoying Netflix. Yes, well, you tend to enjoy it more than me. Yeah, um, I do. That's it for now. Um, I'll have more content soon. 
I'm actively trying to put together. I know I was resistant initially, but I am putting together a remote interview option now that we're sort of in our second wave here in New York City. Um, I'm trying to find a way to do it so that it, it sort of meets my technical expectations and requirements. But I'm hoping to get more interviewees to come on and it will be remote. I'm just kind of dragging my heels to find the perfect way to do it. Okay. So with that said, expect some great content soon and uh, some useful content. Feel free to reach out to either of us through my website, www.ericnorgrath.com link in the description. Also uh, check out my Patreon. Feel free to become a patron of my work. Uh, Patreon Money made through Patreon or obtained through Patreon will go to my art, art, artwork. And then money that comes through the podcast, which you could do through anchor.fm, uh, will go to funding the podcast. Because we don't really have a lot of advertisements right now because we are a rink-a-dink operation. <laughs> well, we, we have actual mics and <laughs> we have things like that, which is more than a, a lot of people a have. Zoom recorder. Uh, we actually have two Zoom recorders, uh, but we've only ever used one. Um, and soon I will have figured out how to do remote interviews, but I don't think that's going to require additional technology than I already have. Uh, it's just a matter of figuring out a better service than Zoom. Uh, anyway, feel free to connect with us. Feel free to help finance us, <laughs> whatever you want to do, or don't do it at all. Just just have fun, have enjoy fun, life. Yes. Things are tough right now. Things are tough right now. Get um, through it. Get through it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Create, right. ignore noise from construction next door. Yeah. Um, They're used to it by now, though. Yeah. It's been in every episode. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks. <laughs>